So, hello. Um, hi, good morning. Welcome to the Liberty Ladies podcast. I've got Gloria here today and Gloria contacted me. Um, I feel like it was on Instagram and I feel like it was around narcissism. Is that right? Yes, <laughs> that's correct. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely and, and right. It's, it's, a, it's a terrible and wonderful thing to specialise in all at once, Gloria, because it means that you'll have gone through some, um, almost like an addiction, I guess, um, but also you know the other side of it and you coach women um, to break the pattern of, of keep repeating getting with nar- narcissists. Am I right? Yes, that's exactly it. That's absolutely right. Hello, everyone. It's great to meet you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so, yeah, so tell me, tell me a little bit about your story. Yes, so uh, my story, I started dating this guy. So I'm 36 now. I'm going to be 36 mm-hmm. uh, this year. And uh, I started dating this guy when I was 18. And I come from a, from a, you know, a, in my family when I was little, I was very loved. And even though my parents were divorced, but I had a, uh, I lived with my grandparents, with my uncle, my mom, and it was very, you know, very happy and very loved. But in school, I was bullied quite a lot. And uh, mm-hmm. I never said anything because I was so ashamed that if I said anything to my family when I came home, they were going to see the stuff that the bullies were seeing in me as well. So I was really afraid uh-huh. and ashamed of that. So I always kept it to myself. And I never said, actually, the first time I told my mom that I got bullied when growing up was actually when I separated from my ex. She didn't know. She had no idea. Uh, so anyway, I felt like like keeping it all in, which obviously isn't a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. because you get in your own head, you know, and you don't necessarily, you end up obviously believing those things that the bullies say to yeah. you and uh, um, you create those negative thinking patterns um, that then you bring to your adult life, right? So when I met, met this guy, uh, when I was 18, he I had a boyfriend for a short while, but, you know, it, it, was, it was finished and I met him when I was 18 and um, it sort of, he put me on a pedestal straight away. He he told me straight away that he never felt like this, um, you know, towards anyone, um, that he felt like he was super understood with me, that he loved every single part of who I was. And obviously, if you have been bullied and you haven't healed that part of yourself, this sounds amazing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the, hearing those words, they're just like, oh, my God, yes, this is the person that actually can see something in me, you know. Mm-hmm. And also, I was very, very young. So your emotions are really heightened when you're a teenager as well. So yeah. um, I fell for him uh, completely and I believed everything he was saying. And uh, until I started noticing very early on some like weird behaviors, I could find that sometimes he was a little bit shady um, and I would pick up on it and I would say it to him and um, to the point that that actually very early on I did break up with him Mm -hmm. Uh, but then he used one of the narcissist's you know most uh, used tactics which is the hoovering which we can talk about it later but it's when they hoover you back into the relationship you know they Mm -hmm. uh, suck you back in. How do they do that? What kind of tactics do they use? 
So when you start uh, gaining independence, so when you start going your own way and detaching from them, they mm-hmm. want to gain the control back. So they will start that phase of idolizing you all over again. And they start yeah. saying you, you know, telling you that you're amazing, that you um, have changed their lives, that they've done, uh, you know, those mistakes that they will never, ever repeat again. You know, it's it's very, the whole thing is very big gestures and all that. Yeah. Um, and obviously with my confidence being quite low, um, I fell for him again. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't. I ended up not ending the relationship and uh, um, stayed with him for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I we moved to London together. I'm originally from Italy. We moved to London together, and uh, it was about. And when we first came to London, he was. I thought he really had changed because I think he took on a lot more responsibility. But I think that comes as you go out of, you know, as you start living on your own and, and facing more of adult responsibilities, I think that comes no matter mm-hmm. who you are, you know, that happens. Um, but anyway, I uh, then started having around 2015, this must be 2014, 14, probably, I started noticing that my anxiety had turned into something really, really dangerous, which is OCD. Yeah, And uh, I had anxiety, I st- struggled with anxiety for a very long time. Um, and, uh, and I noticed it after a while, I think that it became OCD because I was constantly worried. I, I had constantly had to do those rituals. I don't know if, are you familiar with what OCD is and yes. how it works? Okay. So you have to do those rituals because you have this feeling that something awful is going to happen if you don't do it. Right. And it's yeah. a compulsion. So there is no way that you can uh, get away from that, you know. Um, So my anxiety had turned into that. And it would take me an hour to leave the house in the morning with me, like, completely ready, handbag on and ready to leave the house. I would have Mm -hmm. to do all those um, things and rituals and compulsions for about an hour before I could go out. And same in the evening before bed. And then I would have different... um, uh, compulsions during the day and I always thought oh it's me I'm an anxious person blah blah all this kind of stuff but in 2015-16 it got to a point where I couldn't handle it anymore it was just too much like my yeah. normal level relaxed was high anxiety for somebody else yeah so um I decided to seek help because I really couldn't see a way out other than completely being stuck there for, for my whole life so I went to see a coach who specialized in anxiety and mm-hmm. uh, and this is the interesting thing. You know, when I went there, the last thing I thought was there were that there were any problems in my relationship. I thought that everything was fine and it was just my anxiety and it was just me. Everything was me. Um, anyway, she uh, she helped me a lot with the OCD. I got to a point where it was much more manageable. My anxiety was better. And when that happens, you start seeing clearly. Because your mm-hmm. mind isn't fucked anymore, right? With yeah. all those thoughts. And, and, exactly. So I yeah. started to see clearly and I was like, oh my God, there's something here that isn't right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I started to see that he was making me doubt myself. He yeah. was making me, you know, whenever I would point out something that I thought was a problem in the relationship and we should maybe communicate more or communicate better, he always had this very defensive 
reaction and always told me that somehow um, it reconnected to me because I had anxiety. So that's the way I think, yeah. you know, and this is called gaslighting. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's basically when they make you doubt yourself and they mm-hmm. make you think that your reality is not what you see, but it's yeah. completely different. Um, and, was, okay, you know, a few times I realized in the past I have actually questioned it. But then gaining the clarity from working on my OCD and my anxiety, I actually thought, oh, this isn't right. This is what's happening to me. This mm-hmm. isn't This isn't cool, you know. Um, and it took me a while to heal. It took me a while to gain the strength. Um, but then after about, I would say, probably t- 10 months, I would say, um, I found the courage and I just left. Um, wow. And I, yeah, I just, I, I, had tell, I had told him many, many times, I said, look, I think we're going into different directions. I don't think you understand me. I don't think I understand you. Um, he also kept losing jobs and changing jobs. There was no uh, financial security whatsoever. And I kept saying those things and I was, it, it was never his fault. It was never his fault, never his responsibility. I reached out to his family because uh, I left in January. So the Chris, January 2018. So the Christmas 2017, I reached out to his family. We spent the Christmas back in Italy and I said, look, I, I'm really struggling here. Can we just, to his mom, I said, can you help me out? Because if it keeps going like this, the only way I have to cope with this is out of the relationship, is leaving, because I can't do it. It's really mm-hmm. consuming me so much. I can't, I need help. She told me, yes, 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 yes. And then I went back home for Christmas and nothing happened. I asked mm-hmm. many times, can we sit down? Can we chat all together? Can we do something? Yes, yes, yes. And then 10 days past and nothing was was ever done so I said you know what if this isn't important for everybody and I'm the only one fighting the battle then I have to go because it's it's not healthy it's just driving me completely insane so I left and uh it's the best thing I've ever done well done my love and that's amazing and I think like my my um experience of gaslighting and narcissists really was that everything was always my fault if he behaved badly it was because I had done something that wasn't good enough um if if somebody else if something broke down outside it was their fault it was always somebody else's fault and when I went to the family for support which he actually asked me to do um Mm -hmm. he uh the family actually really um what's the word it it was almost like they supported the behavior by it not being discussed in a healthy way so um it it was it was almost like the behavior was reinforced by the parents because yeah it was too big a thing for them to deal with and actually I can understand that because probably the mum's institutionalized and is in a similar situation to mm-hmm you know, what we were going to them with. So um, I, I, as much as I felt sad for him at the time, um, and you do, you feel this huge amount of guilt, don't you? Yeah, that you you want to help, you genuinely want to yeah. help. But yeah. what I find really interesting about um, narcissists is I actually think that narcissists and empaths 
are very similar in the way that they can both very quickly see what's wrong uh, and what people need. You know, they can, they can see what people, um, what pain people have. But the difference between a narcissist and an empath to me is that the empath wants to help heal where the narcissist um, will use that pain point against that person. So when you had your OCD or your anxiety, they will have used that to gaslight you, to mess with your head, to make you think it was all you. Um, And I remember when I um, was in my relationship, so I'd literally just broken up with my ex-husband, got straight into this relationship, um, and they used all the tactics, you know, the love bombing at the beginning, um, the putting other women down that's a huge red flag for me now Um, but putting other women down making you elevating your you know your status to feel like you're like the most special thing and that they're going to change for you and that you're so amazing and and all of this and then um and then um slowly and slowly but surely starting to chip away at the things that make you you so you start to bend around this person to the point where you're like hang on a minute, like these are the things that you liked about me and now you're throwing them in my face. But, yeah, um, but yeah I just, like, I, I almost, I feel uncomfortable talking about it with you because it was, for me, it was two years of my life and, I, and I'm really grateful that it was only two years. And I'm grateful for the lesson because I don't think I would have understood other women and, and yeah. running women's circles and running women's support groups I don't think people until you get until you know, like you were talking about the Hoover, like when yeah. you're, you you can't get away. It's so hard. Like it, it is. It's so difficult, and the the levels of manipulation were just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So sorry. Going back to ne- empath- empaths and narcissists. He. Um. I got diagnosed with PTSD. So Mm -hmm. following the breakup of my husband and when I went to him and told him like, you know, this is something that's really triggering me. It creates loads of anxiety instead of helping me or instead of doing, you know, being kind, he used it and he made um, he would trigger me more because he knew it would hurt. And I just found that incredible. And uh, like, yeah, but I'm so glad you got away. I'm so glad I got away. <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 100%. Um, so, so from getting away from your narcissist, mm-hmm. how do you stop that behaviour? Um, how do you stop making the same mistakes again in terms of, like, do you teach about noticing red flags? What do you, like, how does it work with you? When, if, if I were to come to you and I were to say to you, right, I've been... Um, I've been in narcissistic relationships. I keep picking the wrong person. Can you help yeah. me? What would that, yeah. what would that look like? Would it look like a, like a six week course? Would it look like a couple of coaching sessions? What would be the best thing? Uh, it depends. Um, it really depends what you went through because, uh, and, and where you're at, because like you mentioned earlier, um, what a narcissist does is very deep manipulation. And this manipulation, which is uh, honestly the reason why this is my mission, is because it really goes to change the perception and the opinion that you have of yourself. So technically, if you think about it, it actually goes and changes the essence of a person, right? Mm -hmm. Because it changes your beliefs, it changes what you think of you, it changes how you see yourself, because let's not forget that they use 
uh, you know, nasty comments, uh, you know, for your body and your image as well. So it changes how you see yourself from the outside and from the inside. So it really goes and and damages the the whole essence of a person, which is basically it turns you into not you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the way it, wor- it works, the work that I do is literally go and reprogramming you. So mm-hmm. we, we go and just rewire all of those beliefs. It's basically creating your identity, the identity again. And I say it depends how long it takes because it really depends on your experience. So for example, my personal journey was, uh, you know, I was with this guy for almost 15 years. Mm-hmm. So, and I got with him when I was 18, which means that when I was 18, I actually hadn't really grown into a woman yet. Yeah. So when I came out of the relationship when I was 32, I had to face a world that I had no clue how, what it was. You know, uh-huh. I had my idea of myself in the world was something that I had held since I was 18 of somebody who had been bullied in childhood and had been manipulated in the, you know, in that space of the adult life. And so probably been, before you were 18, so it probably started yeah. your identity crisis, if you like, started yeah. w- with the bullies, you know, them, Absolutely. A- and you holding on to that shame. So, yeah, that's a yeah. long time to exactly. um, not have reevaluated your, your sense of identity, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also, I didn't feel like I actually had one. So I always felt that I followed whatever... I thought was right you know Mm -hmm. I never went for this is what I need to do because I feel called to do this right it Mm. it only happened after my healing that I decided oh I actually feel called to this I can be true to myself now because I know who myself is yeah absolutely so so if if that's similar to if you've been through something similar that 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 sort of covered such a big space such a big time of your life then obviously your healing process is a bit longer and I have women that I've been working with for example um up to a year you know to did this kind of work up to a year let's say you know with sessions starting maybe every couple of weeks and then we slow it down every month and this kind of stuff but there are people who just uh, get completely shocked by just you know six months of our relationship or two years of our relationship Mm -hmm. and they were completely you know confident formed women um at the start of the relationship and they've been completely knocked sideways by this thing and mm-hmm. they come out and they've lost who they are i have women that come to me and they're like gloria i literally go shopping and i don't know what clothes i like like mm-hmm. to this point like i don't know yeah. what i like to eat what i like to do nothing so that's more about reconnecting with the identity that mm-hmm. you really liked and you loved about yourself before the relationship So that's more that kind of healing process, which is quicker because you already had an identity. You just want to reconnect to that. Yeah, exactly. So that probably can go between, I would say, six weeks to 12 weeks, probably. Um, Again, it's it's a very subjective um, journey, but, you know, we're talking on a one-to-one basis here with sessions that are an hour, an hour and a half long. So... Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's that's a bit more of a of a shorter uh, sort of journey, shorter transformation. And you do this, Gloria, one to one, is that right? Yes, I do this kind of work one to one, but I've also now started doing something because obviously I've been working um, with a lot of women um, on this, uh, and I've started because obviously the more you do something, the more you start noticing patterns, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and 
compare that to my own story as well, I've, I've uh, observed that shame is a huge element of this, mm-hmm. of the whole healing process, like being able to talk without shame, that's fundamental to healing, right? Absolutely. Um, so I've created, I've actually started it in January, so it's early stages, but it's yeah. out there and available. I'm super proud of this. Well done. I created a membership program, Mm-hmm. which is for uh you know everyone who has been through whether it's a relationship but could also be you had narcissistic parents or it mm-hmm. could be an episode that happened in the workplace or it could be a friendship you know mm-hmm. any kind of of um sort of uh, contact that you might have had with a narcissist that had an impact on you um yeah. i have this membership which is um uh basically i'm creating a community of survivors of narcissistic abuse who are healing together. So there's Amazing. an element of, thank you, there's an element of self-learning and self-development mm-hmm. that you do in your own time, which yeah. is with monthly modules and sort of extra bonuses that I that I upload to the online portal that I created for this. But this is, you know, with workbooks and stuff that you can do in your own time every month and you can pick it up here and there, you know, throughout the month, whenever you feel like. And also then there is once a month a group coaching session, which is about depending on what it is. I mean, we had the first one the other day, which was uh, just short of an hour. Uh, But then obviously the more people are joining, probably the more, um, you know, the longer probably yeah, exactly it's going to be. I would say probably won't be more than 90 minutes because of of the of the structure um but in the in the group coaching session what we do is we i go through again the theme of the month um and just explain again how it works and and go through a little bit the exercises that were in the workbook and then i top it off with some coaching exercise life coaching exercises that are literally going to reprogram your subconscious mind and it's really important that i do that in the call coaching call because it has to be guided so yeah. it's something just to top off and just to reinforce that change and that healing. And how so, much yeah. is the membership? It's £24 a month. Oh, amazing. So, so yeah. what what I really like about what you're saying is, um, so I did the shame, uh, the Brene Brown Daring Greatly, and Brene Brown talks about shame okay. all the time. Um, mm-hmm. But what she said was, because shame is a social construct, it needs mm-hmm. a social balm. So to ease pain because pain's put on us by society we need society to be able to take it off and what I love about group work and people some people are afraid of group work because again probably shame but also some people can be a bit like oh I don't think it'll work for me because it's in a group and it's not specifically aimed at me and I, I think that the value of hearing other women's stories is so powerful um and so um humbling and uh, connecting to your like your fellow human that that I think that there's more power in in group work than there is for me in one-to-one yeah. like I I've sat in you know I've been running women's circles for seven years um so I run a photography company just so you know I run a photography yeah, yeah, company and we um we hold women's circles and we reconnect women with their identity by like with photography um but also you know I do I don't I never do one-to-one coaching ever Mm -hmm. but um but I love group coaching because it's so powerful um yeah but yeah I'm really like I'm really glad that you're doing this membership because I think that 
narcissism is such a taboo subject and also it is a word that gets thrown around a lot I was called a narcissist last year um you know actually the scale of narcissism I mean we could all call ourselves narcissists because we all check how many follow followers we've got and we get happy Mm -hmm. if some people start following us but for me the true definition of a narcissist is somebody that um that manipulates and abuses somebody else's pain to self-serve um and and i and i think that you know god that that's such a such a unkind thing to do but i can like i can also see that i mean i i mean i i want to see the best in everyone and i want to say that underneath the narcissist is a very hurt empath um but that doesn't mean that it's my job to fix them and I certainly am not going to waste any of my time trying to um even this year sorry last year my um ex went and did a live and he was talking about us and talking about horrible things about me um Mm -hmm. and I really genuinely thought you know I'll reach out I'll just I'll, I'll just have a word with him he's a and I forgot four years later that he was not a rational human being, that he is mm-hmm. not somebody that you can have a conversation with and say, do you know what? Like time's passed. I hope you're having a good time. Like, it seems like you're still angry. Can we just get past this? No, yeah. don't do that. Yeah. Do not contact no. them. It yeah, was the yeah, worst absolutely. thing I could have done. And, um, and oh God, I just, you know, as much as I feel sorry for them and sad for them I have to remind myself not my circus not my monkeys I am not here to heal narcissists because so many women are drawn into that um pain of like oh I know I can help you or I feel like I can help you and they want to help and it's really lovely that you feel that way but oh my god uh don't do it no, watch but the also, red flags, ladies. <laughs> exactly, but also what's what's fundamental to not and and it's true. I mean, a narcissist is probably somebody who is hurting a lot or has been hurt a lot because a lot of the time, you know, how does somebody, how does one become a narcissist? It's it's because you are exposed to narcissism when you're little. Yeah, so it probably comes from family dynamics, you know, childhood experiences. It also is genetic, uh, you know, in some ways, but. And there's psychological factors, of course, as well. But a lot of mm-hmm. it is, you know, it's what you experienced as a child. Um, now, it's true. We want to help and we want to be helpful. And we think that, oh, but if I just love you, everything will be fine. Uh-huh. Um, ladies, a narcissist, what makes them narcissists is they do not want to change. That's, yeah. that's the thing. If you are an empath and you, you realize that you had... A toxic behavior towards someone which is possible because we're human you know you yeah. can make mistakes and you can hurt somebody but if you have the willingness to work on yourself and to to really recognize what happened and really be sorry and apologize and recognize the mistake and work on yourself in order to fix it or not repeat that mistake and that behavior again that's an empath that's a yeah. person who wants to heal and wants to do good a narcissist knows that they're hurting you and they don't want to change because no. they are absolutely convinced that what they're doing is right. Oh, so, absolutely. You and know, you deserve so, it. You deserve yes. that. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little insight on on my uh, separation. I mean, I was he went back to Italy now, thank goodness. But uh, I I was still in London, and before he left, I moved out, and he left uh, the country um, after three months, right? And for three months, three consecutive months, every single day, he would text me. One day he would go from "I adore you," "I love you," "I can't believe this is happening." I miss you so much. You're the best person on the planet. To day number two being you're horrible. Uh, you ruined my life. Uh, you know, this kind of stuff. Now I'm laughing day, because I know it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> and then one day, um, I don't know what has got into him. But one day he sends me this message and he says, uh, I really need you to know that I knew everything that I was doing to you. I knew what your weak points were. I knew what your breaking points were. And I pushed on purpose because I wanted to get something out of you. I am aware that I bullied you into having sex so many times. I am aware that I pushed your anxiety, that I pushed your OCD. And I want you to know that I knew everything that I was doing. I'm like, oh, finally, thanks. You know? Wow. <laughs> I was, uh, you know, wow. That's you know? amazing. <laughs> yeah, I was really, obviously, I knew that you knew what you were doing, you know, I'm not, you know, not by now, I know what was happening. But uh, I said, Oh, finally, you know, something has gotten into him, and he's coming to terms with what happened. So a week later, he calls me about something I can't remember that we needed to arrange to pick up furniture in the in the house and everything. And um, I can't remember what discussion we got into. And I said, why are you talking about this now when you clearly sent me that message a week ago saying that you knew everything that you were doing and blah, blah, blah. He said, I never sent you any message. <laughs> I mean, wow. and the message, the message is in the chat. <laughs> like it's not yeah. gone away. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's right there. You know, It's, it, it's, it's madness. Just, and it's I actually, madness. I like I wonder um I stupidly over Christmas started watching uh this woman on a, on uh, some American woman talking about serial killers and murderers and all this stuff and I'm not saying mm -hmm. that narcissists are that although mm -hmm. I'm sure that most of those serial killers were narcissists yeah um but I was like oh my god like some of the things that they were saying and it just really really scared me but I was thinking like the violence against women and the like then I started looking at statistics of like the murder rate and violence against women and oh my god like we are globally like uh, the mistreat because I I don't know why but in my head I was thinking narcissism is just uh, like a British thing Obviously, that's not the case. It's a universal, mm -hmm. global yeah. thing. But I don't know why, but I just hadn't really thought about it. Uh, uh, like, on, like, I don't know. I just hadn't thought about it being a global trait that people could have. Um, but obviously it is. But it just, it really saddens me um, that women get sucked into these relate really, really unhealthy relationships. And so much of it is to do with, uh, well, probably everything is to do with lack of um, strength of identity. And like, even your story, like you're talking and saying, you know, I came from a really nice family. I was very well loved. 
um, mm -hmm. which is so lovely. But even then, when you were bullied, your um, yeah. your foundations were, sh were shaken so much that then yeah. you spent 16, 15, 16 years with a narcissist. Yeah. Um, and that's so incredibly sad, isn't it? And I think actually a lot to do with cultural society meaning that women constantly want to people please and constantly um, put their identity in the hands of men or the hands of other people. And I think um, like if I could change one thing, it would be that like women's sense of identity is that we actually do feel like equals because I, I think that even 2021, we still don't treat women as equals um, yeah. and it makes me sad. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And what you're saying about the, yeah, I completely agree. And what you're saying about it, realizing that it's actually a global thing, this is exactly what infuriates me. It's that it's accepted socially. Yeah. That's, the, that's the problem. The problem and is reinforced. that somebody, and reinforced, absolutely. The problem is that somebody has a problem at work and the the way you've been raised is to, oh, just shake it off. Don't make so much of a fuss. Yeah. That's not you making a fuss. That's somebody else starting an abusive behavior. Yeah. You absolutely. shouldn't take anything off, you know. And this is what infuriates me the most because there are so many people. And also, um, and I keep saying this because I I get asked a lot, oh, but who are who is most likely to be targeted by a narcissist? My answer is anyone literally mm. anyone you can be confident you can have the perfect job you can have you can be rich you can be poor you can have whatever background a loving family a not loving family it doesn't matter and a lot of the time the people who are in a relationship with a narcissist unfortunately they don't know they mm -hmm. don't know until you know something happens or or they start questioning themselves or, or maybe they have a little bit of doubt there and they give themselves the benefit of having that doubt and they go and look what it is and then they discover that oh actually that's not to do with me it's because I am this, this is what I'm experiencing so of course I'm thinking this way because mm -hmm. this is a manipulation that I'm going through so there are a lot of people out there you know in the workplace in um, in family in a relationship that don't even know this is happening yeah Absolutely. And, uh, and people that don't recognise it's happening to themselves, to their families. Um, yeah. I had a really interesting, so I had a uh, therapist when I was going mm -hmm. through trying to break up with m my narcissist. And mm -hmm. my therapist said something really interesting to me. And she said that when two people are attracted to each other, it's like they're, they're wearing a T-shirt. And the front of your T-shirt says, I want to be looked after. And the front of the narcissist T-shirt says, I want to look after you. But on the back of your T-shirt, it says, I want to be respected. And on the back of his T-shirt, it says, I want to control you. Yeah. So when you meet, there's this huge amount of attraction um, because you, you want to be looked after. He wants to look after you. And maybe like, you know, if it, you're super like you're a career woman or you've you know everything's going right in your life but you're just like Do you know what I just I'm exhausted I just want to be looked after or for me it was I'd come out of a relationship I was my identity was on the floor anyway and I just was like oh 
I just need someone to look after me right now because I was looking yeah. after my two kids. So I went into this relationship and what upsets me even to this day was um, we really, like there was a lot of attraction, a whole other level of attraction. But um, when the t-shirts flipped, I, you know, ultimately I want to be respected and ultimately he wanted to control whoever he was with because that's what how he'd grown up and how he'd been raised yeah. and, and what he felt that he needed to do to um, maintain who he was. But, um, yeah, I just, I don't know where I was going with that, but I just find it, <laughs> like, incredible that, you know, uh, uh, it does, it makes me sad. It made me sad that you you would have that attraction. But I also, it really helped me when um, I read something about how the brain lights up in the same way as um, an addict's brain lights up when you are coming out of a relationship and particularly with a narcissist because you're you're given all of these huge amount of like happy hormones and then the crash and then the happy and then the crash so you get used to this really really volatile state of being um, blissfully um, loved and then made to feel like you're not even important and because of this there are times like my relationship now god I love him to death um but it's that you know it's not like a high passion relationship in that same way because thank god I don't actually think that that's safe or normal Mm -hmm. but there are times when I think that you miss the the extreme love and you and and I can see how women would slip back into picking the wrong person. And, and I've got a friend that has probably had four major relationships in her life, and she's gone um, safe, mean, safe, mean, <laughs> because yeah. you know she'll get with one and then she get with the other. And 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 I can really see how women could fall into that trap of making the same mistake again and thinking that um, a normal relationship after narcissism was too flat or not enough passion or whatever do you know what I mean yeah yeah absolutely and also remember that your brain uh, so the brain learns by repetition okay Mm -hmm. what you do over and over and over again you learn and you assume automatically when you've learned it that that's the right way right uh-huh. so a narcissist taking you to through that cycle that you were saying you know love bombing and discarding love bombing and isn't constantly like that conditions your brain into thinking that love is unstable yeah so so that is what becomes familiar for you yeah so and, and once you go mm-hmm, yeah, yeah no uh, well I was just going to say it's actually celebrated in the media and this is what pisses me off yeah. um, and society have really put this make up break up make up break up as how women to live and I just uh, the other day I was watching Bridgerton and I really loved it and photographically it's lovely and there's loads of sex scenes and actually um, quite respectful sex scenes compared to other yeah. um, you know there's women of colour really progressive but they make up and break up and make up and break up. And I just yeah. think we need to stop normalizing this constant up and down of relationships and actually start celebrating relationships that are just respectful. And of no. course we want passion, but not at this, not at the cost of anxiety and stress. And do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 completely. I completely agree. 
completely. It's just so, uh, it's all toxic. around us, honestly. It's, yeah, it's completely toxic and it just infuriates me so, so much that this yeah. is normal. And and I've experienced it myself, you know. I am, luckily I am in a, in a healthy relationship now and, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I love this person to bits and I can tell that he genuinely loves me. Um, but this is what happened. I, I had a, a big revelation, obviously, I don't, now that I have done all my healing and everything, I don't think that you're actually able to fully love someone unless you love yourself first. Uh-huh. Number one, that, that's fundamental. If you don't have that love um, for yourself, then that cannot happen. But mm-hmm. also I am now seeing this person as an added value. Mm-hmm. So I am now able to say, well, do you know what? If we, if we break up, I know I can be by myself. Yeah. I know I can carry on and have a normal life and, you know, I can, I know I can be on my own. It's okay. I've been on my own and I, I've, you know, it's fine and I'm going to be happy. I am content when I am on my own and I respect the relationship so much because I see it as the added value that comes into my life. Yeah, when absolutely. Are, yeah. And when you are with a narcissist, it's the opposite. When you are with a narcissist, you literally feel like you cannot live with this other person because of that manipulation and that conditioning that they took you through Mm -hmm. that's not that's when it becomes unhealthy yeah absolutely and I and I think when you feel that um like absolute do you know what I don't actually need anyone but myself I love having you around and you you do enrich my life but if you were to leave my life um it wouldn't be the end of the world you know and yeah and it would, you know, obviously it'd be sad, you know, we're not like just cold, we're not just cold bitches, but um, no, no, of course. it's not that it's, it's more that, you know, I love you and I love you enough to know that. And I love myself enough to know that I could continue to live a happy life with or without you. Um, yeah. And it's such a nice feeling when you feel that because then they are a bonus and then they're, they're the cherry on top of your life rather than this, yeah. um, you know, half of you that you felt when you were with a narcissist. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. But anyway, Gloria, I'm going to wrap us up so people definitely yeah. listen so we don't talk to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My problem. Yes, yes. I could talk to you forever. Thank you so much for coming here. on. No. How, how do people. How do people find you and how do they find your membership? So I'm on Instagram uh, at Coach Gloria B. And Mm -hmm. uh, you can find everything on there. Um, I am in the process of doing a new website as well, but the link is for everything is in my bio. I am very, very open to chatting via DM. I do that with loads of women every day um, because Mm -hmm. I believe in this kind of support in general so if you have any questions if you're not sure whether it's the right time or not the right time for you to um you know seek help just send me a message we can have a chat because it's a very very personal journey for everyone Mm -hmm. so it's good to have that connection first and see you know how you feel um and what you want to do and also what kind of stage you're in as well you know because it's very different from ever I work with women who are still in relationship and they're trying to prepare themselves to leave yeah. but I also uh, am with uh, work with women who have been out of their relationships for 10 years and they haven't healed yet because yeah. they didn't realize how much has affected them so it's it, it's obviously very very personal 
So please go check my Instagram at Coach Gloria B. The link uh, for everything is in my bio and definitely send me a DM because I love that. And I'm super open with DMs. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much, Gloria. I really appreciate you. you coming on. Um, and Thank yeah, you. I can't wait to share this podcast with the world. Thank you so, so much. I'm very grateful for you having me on. And uh, as I said, I'm a woman on a mission. So the more I can spread awareness about this, the better, because it's uh, it's too toxic to leave it un- unspoken. Oh, you know? definitely. Yeah. Um, and for those of you listening, um, we are at the Liberty Lounge um, and I'm the Liberty Lady um, on Instagram. Um, so, yeah, come and find us. Thanks, Gloria. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone. Bye.